Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm Elizabeth Lewis, and alongside some of my dearest friends, we've created this show so women have a space to have unfiltered, extremely raw, and insanely real conversations. Nothing is off limits here. This space is for moms who want to talk about everything, to dive into conversations we all deeply desire to have, but fear what others may think of us. This is your invitation to pull up a seat in a judgment-free zone and have a little heart-to-heart. Now, let's get unfiltered. This is a Soul Fire production. If you are ready to have that conversation about sex, this is the place to be. Some of us keeping it so vanilla while others spicing it up like you would never even believe. It will leave you thinking about how you can go home, spice it up for your partner, give a little love in, whatever the case may be. I promise you this episode will make you feel so seen. Whether you are keeping it basic or taking it to the next level, we're having that conversation. Because guess what? We're not having the conversation anywhere else. So why not have it here with you? Welcome to The Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, back this week with Brooke, Charmaine, and Kanisha. And this week, we're talking about sex. And we're talking about sex in this format of self-love, really going to this place. And where this conversation came from uh, really stemmed from this idea that we just don't, we don't embody this sexual feminine energy that we have. And, and we've really been conditioned to believe sex is like this dirty, nasty word, like, oh my gosh, how dare you talk about sex or masturbation or like pleasing your husband or BDSM, whatever. I don't know anything about those things, so we won't be talking about that yet, guys. <laughs> we we have to bring some special guests in because <laughs> I don't have any experience there. You've never been tied up? No, I'm like... No? Uh, okay, no, okay, let me think, let me think. That sounds fun. I've been like held down, but not tied up. Tied up is so different. Like, especially when you're a control freak, tied up is like the best thing ever because you're really? not in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Kadisha. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was like, Oh, shoot. Charmaine, Charmaine. Okay. I was like, that was not me. <laughs> was like, nope. <laughs> She's like, let me not own that one. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I truly believe that these desires lie within, but... Yeah. Can- but depending on your conditioning or how you were raised or things like that, right? It is not in a patriarchal society, you know, like when women talk about sex, I actually was just listening to this thing about Pamela Anderson this morning. This is so crazy. I follow this woman that's really into Tantra and she was telling the story of how Pamela Anderson had this love with Tommy Lee. Like, did anyone watch the document? Documentary? I watched the documentary. It was good. Okay. Okay. So you good, know what good. I'm talking about. So she's, yeah. she's talking about this and she was essentially, the woman who was speaking about this said, you know, they had this love and they would video themselves and all this stuff. Like it was just this like really intense love and it was for them. They made these videos. Someone stole it out of their home. Yeah. Right. And essentially, you know, before it was going to go, she went to, she was going to go to court and all this stuff. She goes, cause you know what? Tommy Lee just got more famous because he was a musician. He got more famous, yeah. but she got, got shamed. Just, yeah, shamed. Sure and mm-hmm. as a mother, like all the stuff. And she actually stopped the lawsuit because she was so worried because of all the hatred and what how the lawyers were treating her. 
and shaming her that she actually stopped the lawsuit. And it was so crazy to think about that because women, you know, it's so one-sided. Like Tommy Lee, you'd always be, dude, you're the man. And everyone's like, Pamela, you slut, you whore. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. her husband. I know, with her husband doing these things. And then she just didn't want it to go public. You know, all these stuff, you know, it's still sketch whether or not Kim K wanted that to, you know, what the stitch was there, but you know, now she's famous. <laughs> I do love me some Kardashians. I'm not going to lie. Same. <laughs> but I, I do think, I do think this conversation is important and you're going to hear a lot about this in this season because we need to break the stigma and, and really this, this idea that sex is a bad thing. And, um, I think it'd be interesting just to see where, you know, I know we were talking about this before, but Charmaine, you consider, I know Kanisha and Brooke, you guys consider yourself, is it vanilla? I've actually never heard that when it comes to the bedroom. Yeah. So pretty plain, that would mean. Pretty plain. I am, I'm like a swirl cone. There, there's some spaces where I'm not interested in going at all. There's some things that we are on the verge of trying out because I love exploration. We've been married for over 20 years. If I had to do it in the same position for 20 years, I would have cheated. So I'm swirl. Like there are some, I don't, it's not always the same place. It's not always the same position. It's not always the same time. It's not always on schedule, even though schedules are helpful for me, but it's just not the same all the time. Yeah. Oh, maybe and I have some spring. We have then. You yeah, might have some say. sprinkles. Okay. Okay. And so to me, There's vanilla is right. So to me, vanilla is all missionary all the time. Like oh, you're no, not, no, 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 right. no. Right. So you're sprinkles. not participating. Mm. You've no. got sprinkles. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's that that piece there. Like it's it's varied. It's all about connection for us. Mm-hmm. And we've learned. I think we talked about this in our first episode of the season of being able to ask for what you want sexually and having that voice to go, this is not exactly what I was looking for. And yeah. to be able to kind of talk through that process and still keep connection. One of the books that helped me out was Shake Your Soul Song by Debbie Ward. And she's this Tantra. If you follow her on Instagram, she was on, I've been following her for a while, but she has this Tantra school and just her views on what that looks like and helping women especially women that have been through any sort of sexual trauma, reclaim their bodies. And that was huge for me is reclaiming my body, reclaiming that space and really getting in touch and more feminine and sensual and being safe in that was so important, which then heightened your love life. Because if you walk around like that bad, you know what, then it's you feel more empowered in the experience to me. But yeah, it's like I'm swirlies, maybe with some sprinkles and stuff on top. Blindfold, tie me up. Don't whoop me. I'm not a kid. Spank me, but don't whoop me. Like, I don't need to have like marks. Like marks do not turn me on. Like I I bruise yeah. easy. Don't do that to me. <laughs> but yeah, like keeping it spicy, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. For yourself and keeping, I have to stay interested. Like people talk about men staying interested. I have to stay interested if I am not interested if, and we had a therapy session about this. I'm very analytical. So if my ROI and spending time with you does not exceed what I could be doing elsewhere, which is where a lot of women have trouble. Like if 
me having sex with you, if I don't feel like it supersedes laundry, scheduling, something with the kids. If I feel like it's not going to give me anything, then I'm not going to do it. Like, I don't feel like I'm going to get anything out of it. Then I'm not connected to doing this thing with you. And so, you know, you have to be able to have those conversations and find those ways to where everyone can get something. It's a win-win yeah. situation. Okay. So this is, yeah, I'm, I'm probably very much where you're, you are at, Charmaine. And also, I think that an important part to visit here really quick is many women have not ever even had an orgasm. And if they Ooh, have, it's, yeah, it's only been not, maybe clitoral. Um, yeah, maybe wow. a cl- clitoral orgasm. Also, I think women feel that they have to have sex, you know, instead of it being this thing that feels good and that they want to do. It's something that they feel like they have to do versus this enjoyable thing. It's like this obligation to spouse. Another part of that is I also feel that women feel they can pleasure themselves far better than a partner can. And so, you know, obviously your expectation then if your partner cannot do it. And I'm going to be honest, I don't have an orgasm every time with my husband. It is very much like, it is like having to warm the engine. Like this is like, I, I read it somewhere that was really talking about having to warm the engine. Like it had to be something that, you know, men can just like go for it where women cannot. Like they're, you have to like, Pet the kitty, warm I the kitty preheat up. the oven. Not just that. <laughs> but see, it's not just that. It's yeah. not just the in the bed stuff. The foreplay that is, I'm cooking and you come behind me and just gently kiss the back of my neck. Or, God, laundry is hot. That's foreplay for me. Let's do some laundry. <laughs> cooking dinner is like everything is, I don't think we get that everything is foreplay though. I think so many people think foreplay is is just in the bedroom, but foreplay is your husband cooking, or it could be you guys laughing over Seinfeld, or it could be, it's connection is what it really is. And so I think when you have this connection with your spouse, you could go from zero to a hundred. Like it doesn't, have to take necessarily this intense kissing session in bed. It could be like, you want to, you want to, all right, let's do it. And you could be ready to go. I think because we don't see everyday life with our partners as this piece of connective foreplay that it's just life. You know, he's, yeah, he's, he's my husband. I'm living life. Then when it comes to getting in the bedroom, that's the only time you really turn off your thoughts and try to connect with your partner. So yeah, it's going to take you like 15 to 20 minutes just to even get into that space versus kind of setting yourself up to always be in this playful, ultra soft, pink, girly space where you're just, you know, being with each other. Oh, that's a great, like even, you know, this goes back to a whole nother subject of self-love in that, that aspect of loving you, loving your body, like being willing and wanting and desiring to give yourself to your spouse because you fully love yourself where you can stand in a mirror and be like, dang, I look good. Like not worried about every stretch mark or if your boobs are saggy or, you know, this or that, or maybe you didn't shave or things like that. And I do think that that holds a lot of women back is this fear because it did for me for many years. I was really in that space. But I don't give myself to him. I share myself with him. That's great. He gets That's to participate point. 
and the awesomeness that is me. Yeah. Because I'm that. one hot mama. So you I are. got that actually from Eartha Kitt. And when she said that, I'm like, oh my God. Like, like she's like, get no, I share my joy. I share who I am. And that was like life altering for me. Like she was such an awesome woman. I'll have to, we'll have to put these in the show notes, like some of these recommendations in the show notes, because I do think starting this conversation, learning more, being interested in it and it not be this taboo topic that, you know, like even saying like, yeah, I haven't, I don't orgasm every time or it takes a really long time. And I think even women listening that are like, that's me. I hope that you do not feel ashamed. Like it's because nobody ever taught us how to explore our body. Nobody ever taught us how to communicate with a spouse to say, or a partner to say, Hey, I like it like this, or I don't like that. Or I or want it this way. It's really like this. I feel like this place of discovery, like having sex with a partner is really like this, this place of like, Hey, I, that's not working. Can we try something else? Instead of being worried if your partner is going to be offended or hurt or upset by the fact that it's not happening in that position or direction or you know, you, I think you said it, Charmaine, is uh, Sarah Watson, who we hope to have on as a guest. She had spoke on Detroit Lab one time and she was like, you should be having the conversation outside of the bedroom. What yeah. do you like? What do you not like? What are our safe words? This, that, you know, instead of like in the bedroom, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you want me to do it like this? Or like being upset or like getting done. Like, yeah, I've had... I've had sex before and I was like, Jesus, if I get pregnant off this, I would be so pissed because that was awful. <laughs> you know, like things like that where you're like recounting like, wait, what was that like? You know, but I think it's like a lot of women have sex with their partner because it's a chore. It's like one more thing to check off the list because they're trying to keep them satisfied or interested or but it whatever doesn't. the case Men are actually more intuitive than we think. I think they are. Yeah, that where we okay. think we're doing this thing and that they don't notice that we're not into it. I think they notice now, whether or not they don't take it, even if they do notice, that's a completely different conversation. Okay. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. 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 But they notice when we're not into it, they're yeah. not that stupid and they're not stupid at all. It's just the awareness piece of, okay, if I say something about it, when is the next time I'll get it? So, you know, men are more, touchy-feely, like that's one of the ways that they use to connect because that's what men have been taught. But I think many men in these marriages, they go, well, if I tell her that this doesn't feel connected and I don't take it, when is the next time I'm going to get it? So they're willing to, even they are willing to go against their own alignment and nobody's having the conversation, right? Nobody's having the conversation that this doesn't feel good to either one of us. And they're willing to take low vibrational sex. You're willing to give low vibrational sex and everybody's just in this, let's just get it done, bust one and go to sleep. So then that we've checked this off. I don't even think they know. I, I'm even curious to go a step further than that. Is like, do they even know they've never been taught to express their emotions in a way that is like this deep other than porn now? Yeah, like this deep feeling of like, hey, I just didn't really feel connected to you. I I none of my girlfriends have ever said that. So I'm like that their husbands are like that. You know, even my husband has never it wasn't until he started doing his own work, he was like, Yeah, you know, sometimes I just feel like this. And I was like, Well, why don't you tell me that? And he's just like, Well, as I don't know, because I didn't know how to express it. Like, I think I do believe that men are in the space of like, they've 
they were never shown by a manly figure how to express emotions or feelings or I don't even know if desires would be the word, but like how to express that to a spouse or a partner. And two, like as a man, can you imagine saying that to your significant other? I would be offended. But that's good though. Like offense is better than indifference. At yeah. least you're getting an emotion out of it. And at least but, the conversation can be had. But don't you think he would be worried though? Like if he's like, I don't want to offend her or he's maybe being a little more, this is why clearly we need to have maybe some men on here too, but like he would be a little more, I don't know. Gosh, but I just. at that point, you really yeah. have nothing to lose. Like That's true. <laughs> that, you know, that is very true. And I, yeah, I think that that's the. The communication piece. I don't know, Brooke, do you see a, you see a lot of stuff like that? Like when it comes to in the therapy world, you know, I, I'm curious actually first before Brooke, you answer that question. When it comes to your sex life, are you guys like, oh, it's so on fire. I could desire no more. <laughs> or are you like, uh, I'm a little hot and cold or are you like, oh, it peaks and valleys. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say that the same, definitely. Um, yeah, it's like I, seasonal. Yeah, yeah, depends. Yep, on like what you're going through, where your head's at, things like that. Yep. If I'm in uh, a launch, mm -hmm. it, yeah. And I have something where I'm, I'm, I'm very hyper vigilant to touch. Touch is not my love language, and touch is not my husband's love language. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. um like, yeah, we'll like make time and obviously like we're having sex and stuff, but I'm hyper vigilant to touch that like when we're like cuddling or whatever, like my skin tingles like it. I can't explain wow. it. It's it's like pins and needles, but like in a good way. Like I know like, oh, like so I get in the mood super quick. I orgasm every single time, but I don't want it every all every the time. single time, every single time. Yes. Yeah. But Charmaine, are you? No, but so I have a different relationship with orgasm. Like it doesn't have to happen for me during sex. I'm with Tantra. I'm learning how to either extend an orgasm or to have one without penetration or clitoral stimulation. What? Yummy. Okay, yeah. wait, wait, so, okay, wait, wait, wait. Kanisha, you had something to finish to say. We have to, before we go off <laughs> wait, on a um, <laughs> Oh, I mean, like. You said you have an orgasm every single time, but. Oh, but it just takes a it's second. A because mental I'm, thing. Yeah, it's mental. Like, but definitely like the hyper vigilant to the touch that it's yeah. it's it's hard sometimes. Like, just because like, I'm like, oh, you want a hug? But then I'm like, like, it's very. I, I can't explain it. I can't. But so we're not okay, like super okay. PDA. Like we hold hands and we'll kiss and hug and stuff like that. But like we don't like sit on the couch and cuddle or something. That's not my thing. No. Mm, I'm like touch me all day, all night. We're, yeah, touch no, me. We can touch is my. Mm -mm. No, thank mm -hmm. you. My husband <laughs> isn't touch. <laughs> so so like, my husband is high touch, but I'm not. Right. But. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not high touch at all. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. No. Oh my gosh! I feel like there's so <laughs> many things here because Charmaine, you just really went for it. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back to that. I need and, to. <laughs> and you had all of us here, like looking oh, at you, like intercourse. 
or clitoral or clitoral stimulation so orgasm is mental it's part mental it starts like it's the connection piece for me it's the connection piece we could be talking we could be touching we could be you know even without oral like there's this piece of when you're so connected and it hits all those right brain buttons that say, Oh yeah, it can happen. And it's beautiful and it's non messy. (laughs) This is amazing. I have just over here, like, I need to, I need to work on this, this mental, (laughs) this mental piece here, because yeah, I, I, so every time I have sex, I don't, because sometimes for me, it's just about connecting with my husband in that way, that okay. my end goal is not the orgasm. My end goal is the connection. Look at you with all your years of advice, all this married <laughs> years of like. This took a lot of therapy. This took a lot of EFT. This took a lot of healing, sexually induced traumas. It took mm-hmm. a lot of stepping into who I am, what my body does. Is it perfect? No, but I, because I've had these peaks, I know they're there. So like sometimes it's like great and it can happen. And sometimes I'm so in my head because there's so many other things that are going on that it just can't. And sometimes all you need to do is just get one off. Like there's, I think that's the thing that a lot of us don't get is that because how sex is often portrayed, like in the movies, a woman will get ready what in 2.5 seconds and then she's ready to go and then she has an orgasm in like the last five seconds of this quick encounter and so it leads men to believe that all they need to do is bam and out and women to believe that they always have to be ready and then both sides are feeling like crap because it's like i'm not ready in 2.5 seconds and oh my gosh, I didn't make her orgasm in five seconds. And so there's all these expectations and it's removing the expectations and focusing on the connection. Yeah, it leaves women feeling broken. Like when it you leaves can't us feeling, do that. Yeah, it leaves yeah, you feeling like super broken. And like, obviously you're the only one that can't do this. Obviously you're the only person that's not having an orgasm every single time. Like you have to know what your body can do. You have to know what you're into. And that only comes from exploration. It only comes from being touched. It only schedule it in. I had to schedule sex in because of the way my brain and life works. If it's not scheduled in nine times out of 10 is not going to happen, but that's because I like control and a sense of certainty, but it works. And do we do it all the time on schedule? No, there's spontaneity there, but at least if it's on my schedule, I know it's happening. And it's not because I don't like sex. It's not because I don't like my husband. I'm just, when I'm in something and on something, blinders, like straight up blinders. And so you have to figure out what works for you if you're more spontaneous and what your partner is into. You've got to have these conversations because if you don't, then everybody's going to be fiddling around like your teenagers trying to figure out where everything goes and everybody's going to be frustrated. Nobody's going to reach that sexual nirvana that we all desperately need. <laughs> That's, that is an understatement. I think <laughs> that that, you know, and that's where I'm kind of curious, even from your perspective, Brooke, on the therapy side of it, like are women feeling fulfilled out there in their sexual lives and their sexual comings? I mean, I, I, I feel no like I have intended. a different pers- <laughs> perspective just because I 
I work with a lot of moms. And so that self-love piece is the hurdle, right? Yeah. To a sex life. Because I mean, I'll talk honestly, like being four months postpartum, like I have a different body now, like totally different body wow. after birthing three babies. I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> what this new body is and what it does and how it fits in clothes and how I feel about it and working on my own relationship with myself. And so that's that's generally what I hear, you know, in my office or through virtual therapy because I work with a lot of moms. It's that self-love hurdle. Like they can't even think about sexual nirvana, as Charmaine says, you know, like that feels so far away because they're like, I feel different and my body is like nurturing this baby right now. And then I've got to try to switch gears and that's really hard. And how do you do that? And it it's a huge mental game for a lot of women. Gosh, and think of that pressure too, right? Like you have this husband or partner that you're trying to keep interested in there and you're also nurturing this baby. You're also trying to rediscover who you are, who this body is, how it functions and all this stuff. And then, you know, you have this space of like, you know, I hate always say this, but like men don't have to worry about that, right? They don't have to, the baby, they, they do the deed, you <laughs> take on the roles. And like we have the babies, nothing changes for them physically. Mm -hmm. And so I think for women, like in that space, like where do you get back to that space? Because like postpartum was 100% hard for me, even when it came yeah. to having sex. And I'm now on the other side of it, right? I'm not having any more babies. So I'm four and a half years out of the last baby I had. And so I'm really in this phase of really loving myself so much that I want to you know, share that with my partner and not be like covering up my boobs or my stretch marks or my C-section scar or, you know, other parts that I didn't like, or like, you know, like, I know this is so stupid, but something I always think about, you know, like when you're getting to it and your spouse flips you over, you're like, God, I hope there's no toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that stuff. Why do we think about that stuff? That is always my first thought because I'm always like, man, I, you know, like if you, you're somewhere and you use cheap toilet paper, it's just like, oh, yeah. gosh, right? And it's like, cr like crumbling and stuff. So I had one situation where I was, it just really haunts me. And so like, I'm like getting to it and like, he's like, like flipping me over and I'm like, oh my God, the first thought in my head's not like, yeah, we're doing this. It's like, God, I hope there's no toilet paper. And Adi Kravis, you know, like, like crazy stuff. Like, but those are things we think about as women. Do you think that a man is sitting there worried if he's got toilet paper stuck in his butt? Absolutely not. <laughs> he's not. And so full transparency, my kids are 12 and 20, will be 22 next month. So there's a level of freedom that I have now that I didn't have when they were younger because the, the needs, you have to know what season of your life you're in. And you got to figure out what works for you. That comes through conversations, that comes through self-discovery, that comes through trying stuff out, different positions. Because after having a baby, like you said, it doesn't hit like it hit before. Like it's just, it's a different thing. Things have shifted and moved around and I have maybe a little bit of extra here and you might have to try something different because it, it worked 11 months ago, but uh, no, mm -mm. 
when you were talking earlier, Charmaine, about like, ah, you know, I don't need to orgasm every time. Like, it's about connection. I'm sitting here in this season of life. I'm like, no, no, I, I do everything for everybody else. This is about mama right now. Like, let's, <laughs> let's focus. We are not done until everyone is done. <laughs> like, that's just, I don't know. I feel like that. I wouldn't be able to do that right now because my body is physically giving to another human. Like literally I'm keeping a baby alive. And then the thought of just my body being just for my husband's pleasure, but I don't get anything out of it. But you get, so when I say that, it's not that it's not a pleasurable experience or that I'm focusing on him. I'm not focused on him, but it's just that orgasm is not my end goal. Like, I'm totally in that moment. And so sometimes he'll have one, but I don't feel like I've been left out because I've been so present and connected in all of it. I've got all the things that I needed out of it in that particular moment from that thing. And maybe at that time, that's not what I needed, but Mm -hmm. that took a lot of work. And it just took in discovering that always, that's just not my end game. Right. Yeah. And so, and just honoring that for myself. So I do have lots of fun, even if I don't have one. And it's like, it's so weird. So I started learning about breath work and like controlling those, like you feel it and then you do breath work to hold it back and not from a space of denying yourself, but from a space of transmuting the energy, like into other parts of your body into like, it's just the weird, I don't even know how to adequately explain it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, but it's it's about being able to take that energy because having an orgasm takes a lot of, like, I want to take a nap. But if I have something, especially too, if I have something else to do, then I want to have sex. But my end goal is not an orgasm because I, I've got to go do something else. Like maybe, you know, we're doing like a quick moment there, right? And so the part is to connect and for me to be able to take that energy that I may have used to orgasm and putting it to other parts of my body. I know that sounds like real hokey. No, it just yeah. sounds like a lot of mental gymnastics that this yeah. four month, like having a four month old baby. I'm like, no, that is not you. And it took practice for me to be able to get yeah. there. And the, but yeah, for, like, but sometimes it's like, no, I need, look, yo, you need to bust this off. Like we need to get this done. I need to have that release. I need to feel that exhaustion. I need to feel that not exhaustion, but that like exhilaration after. Yeah. to have that space for myself. And just sometimes I don't. Gosh, I think that listening to this, I'm like, I strive to be to that point someday, right? Where I can be in the space of this mental, you know, and it is connection is a huge piece for me. I agree with that too. Like connection is like, obviously mine is physical touch. My, that's my love language. And so connection is like a huge piece, but there are a lot of times like I don't go because it is, it's like such a process and there's things happening around us and things like that. And so I think that that we just don't have this conversation in the sense of normalizing that it's not abnormal to not have an orgasm. Well, I don't know if it's abnormal, but you're not alone. Let's just put it that way. You're not alone. But going back to this whole piece of self-discovery, I think that no one, like, honestly, no one has ever my mom never talked about that stuff with me. Nothing and then, about masturbation. It was just oh, evil yeah. and it was the devil no. and you were going to hell. Yeah. No yeah. sex before marriage. No touching anything. Nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. I don't know if I said this in a previous episode that 
her daughter started her period. Her daughter, I think, is 11 or 12. And she knew what comes next. Her daughter's going to start feeling all these feelings. So she actually took her daughter into the bedroom and said, you're going to start feeling things. You're going to start wanting to touch yourself, explore your body. This is where you do that. This is your space to do that. I'm like, if my mom would have had that conversation with me and made it acceptable and normal to do that, how different would life be for young girls? You know, it's, it's not like she's saying like, she's essentially saying, do this with yourself, be comfortable with yourself before you go, you know, don't go out and give it away. Like explore your body, do this with yourself, do these things with your, with yourself before, you know, anyone else. And like giving that permission to someone and not making it this taboo thing or this negative thing, but more this positive empowering thing as a woman. Like you've had your period. Yay. This is great. Now this is what's going to start happening. I cannot even imagine if, you know, I hope to do that with my daughter, my daughter's. I didn't do it with the first one. So, you know, always just less of a subject. Yeah. Like I definitely didn't do it with her, but the other two, like I do want to be comfortable enough with myself to be able to have those conversations with them, you know, when it comes that time. But, you know, I do think that, you know, even for, for many years, like it's so interesting, like, you know, I know this is going to be a whole nother conversation, like, you know, the self-exploration and toys and you know, education and talking about it and learning about it because it's so interesting. We talk about it on Detroit Mom. I can see how many women are looking, but majority of those women will never like it. They'll never reshare it. They won't comment, but they are no. interested and women no. are interested in, in it for a reason. We as women desire and have this want and need to have sex. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And obviously that also changes during your cycle. If you're someone who yeah. still has a cycle, Shoot, if for like another phase, you're going to be dry and you'll be like, I promise you, I'm turned on. I'm turned on. <laughs> and then you have ovulation and luteal, you're going to, you know, have more stuff happening down there. And then going into menstrual, like, and, and, you know, like in luteal, I don't necessarily always want to have sex. Like, it's really understanding your body yep. and all of the things in order to have this excelled in really what this, what, it, what did you call it? The nirvana, sexual nirvana or something like yeah. in order to do that and have this connection with your partner, that is something that's really important to me. Like the connection piece and being with my partner and stuff like that is very important to me. But that also goes back to my marriage is a very huge priority to me. Not only am, is it me, but also my marriage is a huge priority to me and how my husband and I are doing life together because I don't want to I don't want anyone to be wiping the cobwebs off when my kids have gone off to school, you know, or like <laughs> anything like that. I really want to enjoy this life that I have with my husband right now in this and appreciate this body that I have right now for what it's done for me and what it can do. And the fact that it can pleasure, like our bodies are this place of pleasure. Yeah. You know, so I think there's like so many different aspects. And like I said, we're going to talk about this a lot over the season. And like you said, Brooke, like you talk to a lot of women who are moms. That's obviously most people are going to listen to this that are moms and just really being in the space of what you can take away from this. Like, obviously we have no tutorials or anything like that. It's more just start doing the research and the homework and exploring your body and starting to get comfortable with your body and loving your body for where it's at. And I know it's a really hard concept because it took me a really long time to get there. Because I've had four C-sections and I have stretch marks and 
my boobs aren't where they used to be and different things like that. So I am not am. I was self-conscious for a really long time until one day I was like, why am I living for everybody else or worried what everybody else thinks when really my husband loves my body just the way it is. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't see what I see. He doesn't see the pieces that I see that are broken or not like they used to. He just loves my body right where it's at. And I know there's going to be people like, oh, no, he just wants to have sex. No, like no. I don't believe that for one second. Like I don't believe that. And don't get me wrong. There are probably men out there that are like that, but I 100% don't think it's my husband. And I also don't believe men, they can use their hands for crying out loud, like and, and, and immediately have something happen. So I don't think men are just out there randomly just like, oh, I don't feel attracted to you or I could be wrong. And I'm going to have sex with you. Like, I don't know. I'm not a man, but I just think this conversation needs to be talked about a lot more to normalize it. So you guys have anything you want to end on with that? (laughs) Any notes from the wise? (laughs) I know Charmaine gave us some really wise words in this. Go read a smutty book. (laughs) Oh, go read a smutty book. I love a good, good, good not like Fifty Shades. Easy score. That's not smutty enough. Colleen Hoover. <laughs> That's not. No. No. Like what are we? Some, what are we talking here? Like some. Shake your soul song by Debbie Ward. I think her name is Debbie Ward Erickson now. That's like an educational part, right? No, That's I'm like talking about book? like like Bridgerton on steroids, like. <laughs> I just read some really good Lucy score books and. Do you guys know who Lucy Score, Colleen Hoover? We all know who she is. There's a sex stories app that I discovered. I forget where I found it from, but it's called Dipsia, D-I-P-S-E-A. And they are fabulous. <laughs> it's worth the subscription. So they're great because a lot of them come like in these little like five minute clips, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, but they're how women want to hear sex stories, right? There's this connection piece. It's not just like they meet and vouch, like she orders a pizza and he shows up. It's this story that goes with it. And then they get to it. So it's the buildup. Yeah. That's a great app. If you're not into books, like I'm not really into erotic fiction because it takes too long to get to the punch, but I like, (laughs) (laughs) but I like Dipsia. I think that's how it's pronounced. I I like that app. Um, It's, it's worth it. I mean, even if you don't get to keep a subscription like all the time, like just when you need a quick pick me up, pay for a month and then move on with your life. Mm-hmm. But it's great. Yeah, it it gets you there. Like if in those spaces where you may not feel like it, like, babe, give me five minutes so I can listen to the story. OK, I'm ready. Let's go. Like it's it's that it's that. Oh, OK. OK. And they so have gonna... LGBTQ stories. They have uh, multiples. So like, yeah, they've got all types of stuff. It's fabulous. And it's read not just by, it's not just like, you know, you can get like African-American voices. You can get like foreign voices. You can get like, it's, they've got rainbow coalition going on there, baby. You can read about all the BDSM you want, all the, all the, any scenario you ever could ever think of, you can hear about. It's fabulous. Wow. Okay. So we're going to put these in the show notes. Yeah. We're (laughs) going to, we're going to be putting these in the show notes for all of you as like, here's your homework. Like we had this conversation. If you saw yourself in here, or if you're looking to spice it up, like you feel like it's a little, like it's really sizzling, but you're looking to take it to the next level. Like check out some of these, the book recommendations, the app, 
and if it's not spicy right now, you're not, you're not alone. You're not abnormal. There's nothing wrong with you. It just means you got a little work to do and it might take a little time or, you know, we weren't really set up as women to be in this place of like exploration and loving ourselves and having sex in this like really hot, steamy way that's to get something out of it. We were never, I want to say we were designed to get something out of it, but the way that the patriarchy has set it up is that we are just these objects. Like, you know, we were kind of talking about Pam Anderson before, but as long as she's being a sex object, she's cool. But as soon as she takes control of what she likes, she's now a slut. She's, you know, a horrible person. And so that's the dichotomy, right? Is that as long as we're for your pleasure, we're good. But as soon as we want to pop into our pleasure, then something becomes twisted. And I think that's where, you know, that's where a lot of us as women get kind of mixed messages. It's like, well, isn't this bad? Like, you know, if, you know, like how often am I supposed to masturbate? Like as often as you fucking want, like it's your body. You can do whatever you want to do with it. You can have sex as often or as little as you want. It's just in what do you want? And follow good places to get educated. Just don't walk yeah. into the Cirillas and be like, the, that's my oyster. Like <laughs> what What kind of, you know, don't ask someone that works there what devices or things you should be using for your That's not pleasure. what you want for your life. No, like <laughs> follow some good people. I, I know I have some, I'm sure Charmaine, the sex goddess over here. has Debbie really Ward good. Erickson. Yeah, yes. Well, it's so authentic we'll tantra. There. And clearly, Kanisha, I think you got some secret stuff going on over there because me too. She's not vanilla. <laughs> I think, I think, I think there's a lot more we're gonna uncover this season. Um, and Brooks just keeping it quiet. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're you know, I just I think that's the big piece here. Yeah, you're not alone. Don't feel alone. And if there is a topic you're like, I need you to talk about this. I'm going to put a little place that you can reach out to us and we can, we'll add it to our lineup of topics to talk about. And if it's not something that we can really talk in about we or talk on, we can bring a specialist in or somebody that's really, really good at that. But we really want this to be a place that you guys can ask those really tough questions that, you know, and sex seems to be that really taboo thing, or, you know, like we were talking about like being tied up or things like that. I'm over here like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And then I was like, maybe we should, you know, like I'm just (laughs) trying to figure it out now, you know, all of that stuff. And I think that's the exploration part. Like, is it something I'd like? Is it not something I'd like? So again, you are not alone. You are in the hands of vanillas to sex goddesses and (laughs) all the things, right? So thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen to the most unfiltered versions of motherhood. And we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.